Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, Trojan fans. Welcome to the Peristyle Podcast on a Friday. Weird to do a podcast on a Friday. We've got a very special guest in studio here in Redondo Beach, California. It's not Keely Yor. Yeah, she's here too. But we have a very special guest from a rather large podcast. He's a USC guy. We want to do a little bit different, uh, kind of bring in some USC people that are maybe in the industry, but don't necessarily cover USC all the time, but they're interested and we want to get kind of their stories and their ties to USC. We have Brian Bishop here. Uh, you can go to brianbishop.com, follow him at baldbrian, B-R-Y-A-N. He is the author of Shrinkage. Uh, so we'll talk about that book a little bit. He's also on a podcast you might have heard of, the ACS Adam Carolla, the Adam Carolla Show. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, the largest podcast, the biggest podcast in the world. So he's a little slumming here uh, on the Parastyle Podcast today, but we appreciate uh, Brian coming in. Brian, thanks so much for uh, coming on and uh, coming down here to Redondo. Oh, please. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Big fan of uh, you, Ryan, and USCfootball.com. Big fan. So thanks for uh, finally having me on. Oh, that's good. We talked, we met in, uh, I think we have a mutual friend like Michael Moline. We met in the-, the I don't know that name. Okay. <laughs> Smart answer. Uh, so he does, We've had, I think we've had him on the show actually. He's the, He does stats for- mm. Uh, he covers us, you know, he, he does the stats stuff for USC, but we, he, he does it, defensive stats for the Coliseum. Yes. Cause he does Rams games as well. Yeah. We, so he introduced us in the, I, uh, I texted him once when he was doing a Rams game against, uh, the Packers and I had Blake Martinez on my defensive, uh, fantasy team. I'm like, Hey man, need to wreck up the tackles today. Do whatever you can. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> if he's anywhere near the ball, I'll give him a tackle. <laughs> So we, so yeah, he introduced us in the press box that mm. day. I think you were there like with your wife and. Yeah, it was yeah. our daughter's first USC game. Oh, very cool. First football okay. game. She was maybe a year old at that point. She was walking, so probably about a year and a yeah. few months. I remember like- Oh, no, exactly. It was a fall, so she had, yeah, just turned one. Okay. Yeah, obviously, football season. Sure. Um, her birthday's in September, so she just turned one. Um, Michael was nice enough to give us a tour of the uh, the press box before all the construction had started on the Coliseum. And- um, we that's where you and I met for the first time. Yeah, it was very cool. We said, "Oh, we should have you on the show," and that was like a year and a half ago. But here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we're glad you were to come, uh, Keely. Were you aware of the Adam Carolla show? Have you? Yeah, you, I I'm, I might be young, but I know. Don't what put it her is. on the spot. I know. Oh, he always does. I'm used All the to time, it. Like, these millennials, you know, I don't know what the. Well, that was the first time you and I had met in person, but I'm pretty sure we had had interaction before because before. Um, for for many years, probably from 2001, I'm going to say. I went to USC from 96 to 2000. Okay. Probably in about 2000, 2001, I was introduced to USCfootball.com, and I was a frequent poster back then. Oh, frequent, I didn't even know. Frequent poster. I was not even aware of that. Frequent That's poster. What was your name? I'm not going to tell you. Oh. <laughs> You're going to have to guess. He was ready for that. That is the thing that we get the most questions about, because mm. like we have had like Colin mm. Coward here, and, and he's, on, he's on the site mm. a lot. And like, what does he post? And I'm like, he's not... Usually posting, re- most people read, you know, like Lurkers. I, I posted, yeah. I posted a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd have to go back and comb through those 2002 <laughs> posts. I was, I was Domer. That was me. No, I, no. I was, uh, uh, yeah, not, not a liberty to say. Oh, that's awesome. you know, I really don't remember. I couldn't tell you if okay. I wanted to. Okay. I love that he's not saying or he doesn't know. Uh, Domer no, was, I, trust me. I know. <laughs> Domer was a funny, so he was this funny guy, uh, Brian. Is he uh, still around? I haven't talked to him in a long time. He used to come to tailgates and he would post like about, a, I'm not joking, 150 times a day. He posted day. a lot. Wow. Uh, like and a, I remember because he was a USC fan who went by like a handle by a Domer. Yeah. Domer BG, like it was it was Brian Grimmel. So Domer BG, Brian Grimmel mm. 4 or something yeah. like that. But he, he helped out like early on in the mm. site. I think. He was a nice guy. Had pleasant interactions with him. Yeah, yeah. But mostly, I think it was before, it might've been before we joined Rivals. Like that was 2001. And I then, feel like I was there for the transition. I remember when that happened. Okay. So that sounds about right. Yeah. And then and, beyond. And then it was like, it was kind of, USC was just kicking ass then. And then we, it kind of grew into. It was, a, it was a good time. It was a, it was it was, it was a right time, right place. Yeah. And then I quit, uh, I quit my engineering job in 2004 and started mm-hmm. doing this uh, full time. Mm-hmm. And then was doing, I would do a bunch of radio stuff. 
but never in LA. Cause like you do some stuff in LA, you go on Mason Island or something, but they, they wouldn't talk USC spring football. They wouldn't talk. They would talk mm. in Lakers and everything. So someone like, Oh, I'll do a podcast. I had no idea. I never like listened to, po- I started listening to podcasts maybe like two years ago, but we, we've been doing it. We've been doing it longer than the Adam Carolla show, but Keely, this is wow. the part where the guest interviews the host. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well, um, yeah, so I wanted to kind of get. Your, I have a lot of questions for you. So you do. No, oh, I don't. Know. You, I mean, you, I don't care. Like we, we have, you know, <laughs> nice little chat. We got time. Um, but I wanted this, you know, how you became. Like, how did you come to USC football? Like, how did you become like a USC fan? Obviously, you went there. I right, guess, so. right. Um, so yeah, I went to. I was grew up and went to high school in Northern California, uh, Sarah High School, where Tom Brady. Oh. Uh, uh, when he was a year older than I was, so I knew him a little bit in high school. Um, I wanted to. I was. I, uh, my 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 dream uh, as a uh, young man was not to play sports because I wasn't good at sports. Well, I wanted to be a sports writer. I wanted to be like a, like the oh. next great sports writer. I was really into journalism. I was the editor in chief of my high school paper. Um, I wanted to go to a journalism school. I didn't want to go to school in the snow, so I ruled out Northwestern and Syracuse and all the great journalism schools. Even though I I knew that going there would give me a huge you know leg up in the, you know my career uh, down the road maybe. But USC was a very good journalism school. They were on the West Coast. They were close enough to home. You know that I wanted to, to be within you know, striking distance of home. Uh, and I went to USC as a print journalism major. And that lasted for two years <laughs> until I burnt out completely. Um, there's a whole section on it in my book, but uh, did not have a great experience in the journalism school um, and ended up as a creative writing major at uh-huh. USC. And that was a great experience. Um, T.C. Boyle, who I don't know if you know that name, he's a really, uh, really respected, well-known writer in the fiction community. He was a professor of mine uh, at USC and he was just, Great. One of the best professors I ever had. Um, and uh, kind of use those skills to this day. You know, creative writing is just storytelling, you know, how to structure a story, how to effectively tell a story, developing characters, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's kind of the same thing we do today, you know, broadcasting and podcasting yeah. all that stuff. Interesting. All yeah. right. Um, dude, did you do uh, Daily Trojan stuff? Did you write for the- I wrote a few articles for the Daily Trojan. Okay. Yeah. I wrote a review of an Oasis concert that I went to. It was my favorite band. I was like, hey, I'm going to this concert. You want me to write a review? <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> So and I made a couple other things. Um, never sports. I did. Um, by that point, I was pretty much into just other stuff. And uh, but yeah, a few daily Trojan articles, but never got too deep into it. Were you a huge like USC football fan? Like, did you start as one, or did you just kind of become? I I, I I became much more of a fan as I graduated or as I finished college and after college. Like, uh, probably two thousand was where. In the in the glory days of Paul Hackett was where I I really uh, you know sort of you know as you start as you when did you finish college I finished uh, undergrad ninety three and then grad school ninety five so yeah, I, I just, I, for, did you go to USC for both yeah for okay. both so for, for in my experience uh, my personal experience I sort of felt that um, fanship more as my college career is coming to an end you know what I mean that sort of nostalgia for college I had nostalgia for something that ended three months earlier and so I uh, I, I, I uh, became more of a fan towards the end of college and afterwards. Like I, I, I was there. I remember I had gotten accepted to USC right around the same time they beat Northwestern in the Rose bowl right. in 95. Yeah. And I, I was kind of like, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> but that's, that's a pretty big leap though. To be like a poster on uscfootball.com, you had to become a pretty big fan at yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah. I, also had a lot of free, like, I had a lot of free time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had a huge, I had a lot of money or social life. So it was a perfect opportunity. That's, that's why I created the website. Yeah. Keely, so for, to for attract people, like, yeah. For, for one person <laughs> to become a very small pseudo celebrity in the, uh, in the podcasting world, to achieve your dream. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about your book too, uh, mm-hmm. shrinkage to mm-hmm. kind of give, you know, give people like, a, you know, a, some idea of what that was for. I and mean, when it, it came out like five, four or five years ago, I think. I forget. Yeah. I think four years ago. Sounds yeah. Right. 20, I have no idea. 2014, I think. Yeah. I think. You just write it in like a weekend or something. No, it took that. a long time. <laughs> no, no, no. It was the biggest, achievement. it was the biggest accomplishment in my professional That's, life by that, a long shot. That is I, so cool. That, I can't, like, I can't remember. It was a long process too. You have, have you written anything substantial? It's, it's, it's a long process. I'm, in, I'm in the, uh, there's like, it's early stages, I guess you could say. <laughs> in the pre-planning stages, in the brainstorming yeah. stages. It's, it's a little <laughs> further along, but okay. yes, like, yeah, but it's like, oh, the, the, the timelines and stuff is kind of long. Let yeah, me tell you something, man, about writing a book. It's a Sisyphean effort of rolling a boulder up a hill forever. Wow. You know what I mean? And, I and when you're done writing the book, 
you're not halfway done. Like then, then the pub the publicity starts. And I don't mean like the publicity. I mean like, no, you got to promote your book. You got to go on every crappy podcast like this one and go and promote <laughs> your book. Ouch. <laughs> no, but I really did go on every crappy podcast. It's some good, some bad, but I just went everywhere and just, you know, talked up the book as much as I could. And it's, uh, it's an effort, man. It's, 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 you gotta be, you gotta believe in it. You know, yeah. it'll really, um, test how much you believe in your own product. Yeah. So maybe tell people a little bit about the book if they, Oh, sure. Not, yeah. Um, uh, shrinkage, uh, documents, um, the first, so I was in 2009, uh, I was married, but before then I was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor and, uh, I was diagnosed in April and married in June. So you can do the math of, you know, the treatments were overlapped and it was a very dramatic, um, Time in my life, I was given initially. My initial, you know, diagnosis was you know six months to a year. Wow! Um, and here we are, ten years later, almost. And uh, obviously, spoiler alert: I'm still alive. <laughs> but uh, the, the the book covers the first year: the diagnosis, treatment, recovery, all that stuff. Um, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty dire for 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 not a short period of time. So it was there was a lot of treatment non surgical treatment. I, surgery is not an option. Yeah. yeah. I, I have an inoperable brain tumor. And so thus uh, chemo and radiation were the, you know, the prescription and, um, it, it's, uh, I don't know how I, I, I don't mean to pry into your personal life, but do you, if you know anyone who's went through that, it's, it's, yeah. it's harrowing, you know what I mean? It's hard. Wow. And, uh, it inspired you to write the book. No, the, my, uh, an agent tracked me down and said, you should write a book. That inspired me to write the book. <laughs> It's like, we'll pay you this much. <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay. I think I can get you in advance. I was like, well, I think I can get you a book. <laughs> um, but no, the, 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 the fact it really, it wasn't until, it wasn't until the book came out and then months afterwards. And even to this day, I still get emails and tweets on an almost daily basis from people who are like, Hey man, my uncle is going through this. My brother, my sister, who are, you know, dad, whoever I'm getting them your book or I got them your book and to help them. Like I didn't realize, I thought I was just writing a book to sort of ent- not entertain, but, you know, edify people and, and tell them the story and maybe entertain, make a laugh a little bit. Um, it'd be poignant, you know, all that stuff. I didn't realize I should have, and I'm stupid that I didn't, how much it would help people. And that's been far and away the most rewarding, you know, aspect of it. Yeah. People still like look at it as a resource and that's not what I did it for. I'm just, I'm glad it is. That's nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. You, there's so many people in your lives that get touched by cancer. It just happens so often yeah. now. And it's just, not, it's impossible to go through life without being touched you know, in some yeah. way by, by cancer. It's uh it's crazy. Well, it's awesome. All right. I, I've not read it. I want to check it out now. Yeah. I, I'll, no. uh, yeah I'll get you a discount on a copy. Really? <laughs> see, come on the crappy podcast. Yeah, see? You know? That's right. It's paying for itself. <laughs> um, so for someone that when I was, I moved to LA in 89 for mm. co- for to go to USC. I, I can't remember when I first, I think I might've listened to like Mark and Brian or something at the beginning, mm. but like started listening to Kevin and Bean like fairly early. Sure. And the, just, you know, K-Rock had, you know, Carson Daly mm-hmm. and, you know, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla and all these guys that were just became super, you know, famous and popular. Right. They, they seem to be really good at it. I loved uh, Mr. Burcham. I loved the Adam Carolla yeah. character. I never heard that on the radio because I didn't come to U.S. or come to L.A. until 96. And by that point, he was he was he was he was doing it. But I didn't. I was a Howard Stern guy because oh, they okay. have Kevin and Bean up in, Bay, in the Bay Area where I right. came from. So I just latched on Howard Stern. And it wasn't until years later that I sort of, you know, discovered, you know, Carolla through Loveline and all that. Stuff. Yeah. The, the Loveline was big, right. too. But it was funny. I don't know if you ever heard these, but he would pretend to be a a, a shop teacher from some town in Montana or whatever. Plentywood, Montana. Plentywood, Montana. <laughs> and it was, he would, people would call in and like, Hey, I, I want to build a bookshelf. And he'd be like, yeah, you got to do this. And blah, yeah. blah. It was, it was hilarious. He'd but give he a comedic make, sort of take on. Yeah. You know. But make, actual advice. Cause he was a woodworker. Yeah. Like, he, Corolla has a carpentry background. <laughs> he like, he knew what he was doing, <laughs> wow. but he, and it would like, he made up all these like ex wives and yeah. all this stuff. And it was, he was I mean, Vietnam and it was hilarious. And, him, and Jimmy Kimmel was the sports guy, you know, and now these guys are like enormous. So they were, yeah. they were just like sidekicks on. It's a pretty special time. I would imagine. Yeah. It was pretty neat. But how, how did you kind of get, uh, like introduced to Adam Carolla and then how did you guys get uh, acquainted and become part of his, I think since 2006, right. You've been working with him. It's in the book. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, Damn I, it. one of my, uh, part-time jobs, uh, out of college was I was screening calls for K rock. I screened the calls oh. for the flashback lunch for Tammy Heidi's flashback lunch. Flashback. And, um, not Richard blade. I didn't know Richard blade. He was, oh, okay. he was gone by the time I got, oh, okay, this is 2001. Okay. I was there the day of nine 11. Not oh, for, man. not when it happened, but like I, I was there in the afternoon. Wow. Um, 
Uh, so there's 2001, 2002. And uh, after a year of doing that, I uh, was promoted to screening calls for Loveline. You know, taking all the calls from all the people who had problems and you know, prank calls and all that stuff. <laughs> and that's where I met Adam initially. And it was just to be the lowest man in the totem pole, literally, you know, screening calls at a radio station. And, uh, you know, just worked hard and stayed in touch with them. And twists and turns, this actually is in the book, if you really want to know the whole story. Okay. Um, but uh, in 2006, when he took over for Howard Stern, I was uh, part of that transition as the call screener for his radio show. Uh, and after a few months of doing that, I was given a chance to be on air and I've been there ever since. Nice. Yeah. Keely, do you, I don't know if you had anything. Uh, I mean, I read that you got in a little trouble in your beginning days of screening. I, like- I was let go from Loveline. <laughs> Here's man. This is, this is stupid. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still Adam's sidekick. So obviously it wasn't in that much trouble. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was post, I was posting I, <laughs> by the, after a few years of screen calls for a little I was, I was pretty bored and, uh, I would, I would, um, I would, I was posting a blog, uh, from the call screener's perspective, you know, behind the scenes type stuff. Oh, that's cool. Which you should never do. No one should ever, ever, n- never do a vlog from behind the You don't do a vlog from behind the scenes, do you? No, no, okay, I don't. smart. It sounds kind of cool, but. It, it was very cool. It's funny. Um, yeah. And at one, at one point, I, uh, I, 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 I took Adam and Drew to task on my blog that 10 people read because because Adam was like, can you believe you get, you know, uh, get paid to do this? Like, like some caller annoyed him and I was like, yes, you get paid. You guys are millionaires. You guys get paid to put up with this. That's your job. And, uh, <laughs> so well, a, uh, this is actually is the real lesson here. One of the other employees there never do this. Uh, Keely, anyone listening, never do this. <laughs> Printed out the blog, brought it to Adam and Drew with Oops. like highlights. Like, look what this guy's saying. You should really do something. And uh, Drew was like, "Well, this this thing has to be done." And uh, so I was fired for uh, for making these hilarious, you know, wisecracks. <laughs> um, anyway, never do that. Okay. <laughs> so how do you get your way back? Um, well, I had a full-time job at that point. So like, it was kind of like, yeah, I've, I've, I've done all I, I, I really should be doing here. And so, um, let's see. Oh, oh, uh, it's in the book, but Sorry. Uh, the, no, 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 the <laughs> short, the, the short version is I'm a, I was working for a, uh, at a full-time job in the corporate world working for, do you guys know what channel one is or was channel one was sort of like a CNN for teens. Uh-huh. It was like piped into high schools and elementary or middle schools. And it was like news of the day. Like it was like a CNN for high schoolers. Uh, Anderson Cooper started there. Uh, Marie Menuno started there. Um, no idea. Yeah. uh, Some notable people, uh, started there. Um, and I was not, I was not on air. I was behind the scenes and I got a call one day out of the blue, uh, from a producer, a TV producer on Adam's, uh, comedy central talk show called too late with Adam Carolla. And he's like, Hey, we need help. Uh, they've been up for maybe like, you know, a few weeks. They've been running for a few weeks and they're like, Hey, we need help producing this segment. It's a call in segment. And, uh, Adam suggested you and we need help for, you know, a producer spot. And I was like, Oh, this is great. It, it was, I think I was, I'm embarrassed to say this is 2005 and I, yeah, that was five. I was making at my corporate job, probably like $40,000 a year. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't very much. And, uh, he's like, yeah, it pays $2,000 a week. <laughs> I was like, that's eh, a, it's a, it's a big bump. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, hell yeah. And so, uh, I took, I took the job and I did that for a few months and that coincided with when Adam, uh, was hired or got the job take over for Howard Stern. And I just, you know, kind of went with him from, from there. Cause I had a good relationship with him. Yeah. That's, oh. that's really interesting. Especially how long of, was that between like getting fired from love line to, you. Dare you, I'm how sorry. dare you bring that up? Uh, Keely brought it up. That's a really good point. Tweet at Keely is my name <laughs> if you want to complain to her. Let me think. Like, was it a lot, like a couple weeks or was it? No, like no, 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 no. It was, it was at least a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was at least a year. So he remembered you for a yeah. year. That's pretty, you know. You didn't burn a bridge that much. Then. No. Yeah. From the offense that I've described to you, I don't think you would consider <laughs> that. <laughs> something to bring to HR. Um, but yeah, I, no, I, I had a good relationship. I still have a good relationship with Drew and with Adam. I see Drew a lot because he does our podcast. He does a podcast with Adam. He's always, he's always around. Uh, how did you guys transition from like terrestrial radio mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, syndicated radio to the the exclusive podcasting because I, I mean adam's obviously one of the early ones but he's done it better than anybody to be you yeah. know that 
you know, to make it that kind of an empire. I thought this was going to be at USC football. <laughs> We're going to get into that. Well, I'm sorry. We'll I'm joking. Um, uh, the station flip formats in February 2009. So we just uh, just passed our 10-year anniversary of the day they flip formats, which in radio terms means one day it's talk radio, the next day it's ranchero music. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they just, they just flip formats um, and they let us all go. Probably a good financial decision because the talk station, 97.1, was paying five talk shows, you know, throughout the, they're paying five morning show salaries essentially when they could have just been playing music, you know right. what I mean? So it was a probably good financial decision. Adam, uh, was, I believe still, well, I know he was still under contract. I'm pretty sure he was under a no compete clause, meaning that, uh, like he couldn't like go to another radio station. He couldn't start like, you know, charging for the podcast, but he wanted to put out some sort of product for the people who, you know, were fans or were clamoring for, you know, more Adam Carolla show. And so, uh, he started podcasting and probably, I guess the next day, early February or no, sorry, late February, uh, 2009. And then it wasn't that long after that, that was like kind of a one-on-one format. And it wasn't long after that, that he asked me and Teresa Strasser, the co-host at the time to come back and be a part of sort of a, a full morning show style podcast, nice. which was a little bit of ahead of its time at that point. The people had been podcasting as you know, but there weren't too many full shows. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, po- like morning style shows doing podcasts. Yeah. There wasn't as much production, I think into a lot oh, of no. them like that. And it was mostly uh, one-on-one, you know, interview style or just talking extemporaneously into a microphone. You yeah. Know, that kind of stuff. And you guys just had the 10 year anniversary. Or is it going to be, it's coming up. Or we have it? a 10 year anniversary show coming up, which is sold out. Um, that's at the Peterson automotive museum. It's funny because on our show, you know, we, I'm a constant, Adam's from LA. He grew up in North Hollywood right. and he's, every reference he has is about LA, whether it's the 405 or the Peterson or yeah. whatever. And I have to constantly remind him like we're an international show. Can you please explain what, <laughs> but it's funny because like, everyone listening to the show has some connection to USC. So most likely they know every reference we're talking about. So it's nice not to have to explain what the Peterson is. So we have a show coming with the Peterson, but we did just celebrate our, our 10 year anniversary of, of, podcasting, which I believe was February 23rd nice. ish. Yes. Nice. Well, you want to talk some USC football. So we have some, I got to go actually. You got it. Le- oh crap. <laughs> we have uh breaking news. So oh. he's a sound guy. So he's a, yeah, the drops. That, was, that was, that was pretty clunky. It was. <laughs> damn it. Well, I actually had it muted. So I had to hit it twice because we had a, we, when we do our like live show, I had that muted. That's but, fine. I'm just, uh, that, was for effort. that was pretty, so, cool. was pretty seamless. Yeah. You know, we didn't know when we were going to have Brian on, we thought we'd just kind of have some fun conversations about right. USC that there would be actually some bad news. Mm-hmm. There's typically bad news when you're covering USC. <laughs> That's uh, a good point. Two, yep. two new names have entered the NCAA transfer portal. You can find them up on uscfootball.com. So Valus Jones, uh, the former three-star wide receiver, uh, six foot, about 190 pounds or so, mostly played slot for USC. You know, from uh, from the South, looks mm-hmm. like he wants to be going back there. So he has entered the transfer portal. And Greg Johnson, uh, local... Uh, four-star defensive back, cornerback, uh, five nine hundred. I mean, five eleven hundred ninety 190 pounds. He has also entered the transfer portal today. So we got some word yesterday that those two names were out there. Uh, we had heard Greg Johnson probably wasn't going to, but he obviously has. Doesn't mean they're gone, but it kind of means they're gone. But they could, they technically could come back to USC. USC could cut them or they could leave. Or if they decide, like, you know, I want to come back and USC allows it, they can come back too. But How often does that happen? Hasn't well. This is we've only had the second. I mean, I, no, I mean like of pl- NCAA players who enter the transfer port- protocol. What, what portal? Sorry. Uh, what uh, what percentage end up coming back to the school? It's pretty rare. I th- there's like two thousand players in the portal. I've heard of a couple that okay. have. So, um, so you're I don't saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is weird, Brian. Like we were t- we were looking at the defensive back depth chart. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought there was only going to be like five healthy guys. A couple of guys have had surgery. They might be able to come back. One more is gone. You're running the air raid, mm. uh, and you you're gonna have four healthy wide receivers in the spring. Like it's insane. With five receivers, <laughs> have a lot transferred of reps. Out. That's a lot of reps. Five have transferred out. Trayvon mm. Sidney, Josh Mentor, Baby, Randall Grimes, Valus Jones, and then Brew McCoy, who was only around mm. for a couple of weeks. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy this spring. Uh, I would say so. I, I, I'm, I'm thankful to, uh, I'm thankful to not live and die with USC in the spring. Like I used to, because it, 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 it aged me. It, it aged me quite, quite a bit. It's, it's weird. And if you guys don't know, you should check on Brian's Twitter. So bald Brian, mm. we'll probably have to get into why they call you bald Brian. I mean, <laughs> oh, dare pretty- you. My name's Brian, obviously. <laughs> what kind of question. And is you this? don't have hair. 
Um, so I guess that you son of a bitch. It's never been uttered before. Was that you? Did you come up with that, or was that? No, a, it was Dave Damashek. Do you know that name? Yeah, I know Dave. Oh, yeah. Dave. Well, I mean, I like I know. We're I'm from Pittsburgh originally, so okay. we've like oh, tweeted each well, other. That, okay, that explains. I don't like it. know him, but no, we've that like tweeted it. each other. Or it would have been funnier if we said no. He didn't know that name. <laughs> But alas, here we are. Um, no, uh, when I started on the morning show, uh, they just, you know, call me Brian or Adam would occasionally call me Bri Bri. Uh, and then Dave uh, eventually started calling me Bald Brian. Nice. Uh, and uh, the, na- the name stuck. So his, so go to follow at Bald Brian mm-hmm. and go back and look uh, in October, the tweet that you had and you sent it to mm-hmm. me and I'd see that it was great. So uh, Brian's dressed oh. up as Clay Helton. My Halloween costume. Uh, with one of the, you know, the McDonald's uh, headsets on. And, it's actually an Xbox headset. Okay, it's Xbox. <laughs> and he's got this look on his face, like, look like, what's going on? And it's, the, the headset's not plugged into anything. The play sheet doesn't have anything on I was going to say, I don't know how closely you can see the play sheet, but it's, <laughs> I actually took the time to write, to like make pages. And one says, first down plays and then a big blank space. And then second down plays, big blank space. Um, so it goes on and on. So you're not a Clay Helton fan, I'm guessing. Or? I'm sure he's a nice fellow. Have you had the opportunity to he, meet Clay Helton? I, I, a couple of times. <laughs> I'm, sure yes. an, I'm sure he's a nice fellow. Is he, does he have a family? Is he have children? Very, yes. There you nice go. Family, family man. There you go. He's very nice. Uh, people, some of the USC fans get mad when yeah. we, we say like Keely, like, Oh, he's a super nice guy. Like he, you know, he I'm is. sure he's a nice guy. But he then comes across like, as a very nice how guy. How can he be? The team sucks. Like, does it mean that <laughs> it's, he's it's not- a referendum on you as a fan that, that <laughs> he's he's mean to the people you like? Um, yeah, man. I um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> so, do you, as a fan now, are you like kind of? Uh, I'm not going to go to games, or I'm just kind of backing off, or is this like? Is it? I don't know. How, how has this affected you? Because it's a lot of fans have kind of backed it's, away. It's from tough, it. man. It's well, it's a perfect storm for me personally. So, uh, number one, had a baby. Uh, she's two. She'll be two and a half uh, this month. Had a baby two years ago. That makes it difficult to go to games. Uh, um, our friends. Uh, one of the best parts about going to games is some of the friends we went to college with did a tailgate every week and the parking restrictions became so uh, difficult that they never get to renew their parking and the tailgates went away and that was a big blow. Um, And then I think the ticket prices may have gone up. It was just a perfect storm of, you know, and then the team's not playing super well, but that was like maybe fourth in line. Like it was a perfect storm where we just don't go to as many games now. It's unfortunate. We, it's just a great game day atmosphere. Obviously, as you know, as I know, I've been to many games. I, uh, I love going to games. I've been to, okay, well, I guess this depends on your point of view, whether or not you think I'm a celebrity or not, but uh, as minor as I am, I've been, I, I will, I will, I would be interested to know if, if you might, you may know if there's been another person in the public eye who is not as, associated with USC, who has traveled as many miles to see USC as I have on my own dime. I, I'm sure Will Ferrell and Snoop Dogg have been flown to many destinations <laughs> by the team. I have not been flown anywhere by the team. Nice. I've been to multiple Orange Bowls. Uh, I went to the FedEx game against uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, again, on my own dime, I've been to many, many. I, I met my wife at an Arizona State game at Arizona State. Um, I've been to many games, you know, diehard fan, but it's just it's just hard. You know, life life gets in the way. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to put that out to the peak, Keely. Like, is it, who else? Who else out there? I don't know. I mean. Again, I'm talking about people that have been, that USA has flown to places. Right, Because, again, right. I'm sure Will Ferrell has been to many more, you know, miles of games than I have. I don't know. Like, I, he probably not. He, he was at the Texas game this past season. Um, he was at the Cal game last season. Uh, USC, he shows up randomly. Yeah. USC doesn't really have like a Matthew McConaughey who would like come a lot. You know, Nick like Shea count back in the Lonnie days? <laughs> yeah. Like he might have. He was a pretty big celebrity. Yeah. He, was a, he went to Cincinnati or something. But it's kind of random. But, it, but yeah, he but was a I only saw him on the sidelines at home games. Yeah. He, I think he lived out here. Yeah. But he, and, and, and a lot of times Leonard. when like, when like other, and I'm not, I discount athletes. I'm not talking about Ronnie Lott. I'm not talking about, you know, who, <laughs> Marcus whoever. Allen used to come yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about athletes. Right. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it's out there. Please. I'd love to, I'd love to know if someone's ahead of me. Everyone on the P, we need to find yeah, this out. We'll figure it out. Speaking of the P, do you want to read some of the, uh, the qu- comments, questions that came in? Yeah. Please. We have a question from gate call oh, who says, love gate call. <laughs> he helped name, t- he named tunnel vision, but right. He came up with really? the, our name I, tunnel I, vision. I, okay. Yeah. Shouts to he was call. A, yeah, nice. He says, what's your best Adam Carolla gambling story involving USC? Gambling story? I don't know about that. He, the, only, the only stories Adam Carolla has about gambling is that he is unlucky. And so every team he bets on loses. So <laughs> it's to the point now where, like, he's not even a gambler, but, like, you know, he'll put a bet on the Super Bowl or something. It's to the point now where 
this is a true story. Kimmel called him like before the Super Bowl a couple years ago. I was like, hey, I need to know who you're betting on. He's like, I'm not sure. He's like, no, tell me so I know who, to, who, who I'm putting a bet down right now. I'm putting, I'm going the other way of you. Whatever it is, I'm just going the other way. He's an unlucky guy. So I don't know if I have any USC gambling stories for him. I love USC gambling because I don't know how, I don't know if you're, you're gambling enthusiast like I am, but if you know a team and I, I feel, I feel like there were points in my life where I really knew USC. Like I, I could feel how they played. I knew the rhythm of games. I knew how they were coached. I understood when they were a second half team or when they were so like just the team had personality, you know what I mean? They played a certain way. So if you knew that and you knew that they were going to come out and kind of, you know, punch to a, you know, a draw in the first half, you know, if, if Arizona state's getting, you know, plus 14 in the first half, Take it, because USC is going to make up those points in the second half. Trust me, and that paid off really well for a long time. Nice. Like, that was a good. That was a, a good era. The uh, does it USC come up a lot uh, in the show? I know what was the uh, the comedian you guys just had on? Um, oh, Brad Williams. Brad Williams. Yeah. I, I know he he talked about going to USC yeah. and dropping out and stuff. Does that something that comes up and you get to? It is as much as any other school. USC it doesn't come up that often, but it does come up more than any other school, obviously because of my connection. But also, you know, just being that we're in LA, you know, uh, Adam Ray just came on. He's, he went to USC. Uh, Brad Williams, and then Adam when he was Adam was a very good high school football player for North Hollywood High. But before that, he played uh, Pop Warner football for the East Valley Trojans, okay. and they were you know molded after you know the same colors and color scheme and uniform as the USC Trojans. So he's always had a bit, and they and he grew up in the seventies. So he's always had a bit of an affinity for, you know, USC. So it does come up in as much as any college, you know, comes out. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, Gateway. Who was it? Gate call. call. I'm going to call you Gateway. Gateway, the the apartments at USC. (laughs) I'm thinking of the computer with the the, uh, Oh, yeah. The cows cows on it. Yeah. That's a dated reference, Gateway. I I got it. Don't worry. I got it. Did you have those at all? Yeah. And in like elementary school. She's all in in a museum. (laughs) Yeah, we would have them in like elementary school. We used to throw them off the roof for fun. (laughs) So we have another question. Question slash comment from TMB Knight. Uh, He says, the best work you do is your movie podcast. Uh, Do you want to talk about that a little bit in in your your process with that? Thanks, TMB Knight. That's a very nice thing to say. I host a movie podcast called The Film Vault. It's a once week movie podcast. And we, unlike most movie podcasts that look forward, you know, talk about the movies that come out that week or look forward to, you know, here's what's upcoming. We almost exclusively look backwards (laughs) and we just uh, talk about top five. Ever since we've been doing the show, it's been close to 10 years we every week we do a top five top five sports movies top five football movies top five sequels top five good actors in bad role you know anything under the sun and uh this week we did uh one of our annual lists which is the the vaulties it's the you know our best of the year the best of 2018 um we we wait for the oscars to have their say then we do our our, our end of the year best of list um but thank you tmb night that's very nice of you to say we once a week it's on itunes or everywhere finer podcasts are sold and well, it's free. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, the film fault. Are you? So I, I was wondering about that because there's a lot of pop culture mm-hmm. on the show. Um, you, you know, when movies come up, you're always mm-hmm. like coming up with. You you seem right. to know more. I mean, obviously you do a right. podcast, you know more about it. But is that something you like to to keep up with? Because it seems like there's always you got to know what Ari, right. Ari Grande is doing and all this stuff. That uh, like. Okay, so funny you mention that. So I'm <laughs> okay. So if, if you're really to split hairs, no pun intended, I'm less in the pop TMZ world of pop culture and more in the movies world. You know what okay. I mean? Like I try, I see a lot of movies. I just saw how to train your dragon three. Like I see, I, I try and see every movie for the most part. I mean, wow. unless it's like okay. just something I'm not interested in, but I've liked the first two how to train your dragon movies. And I saw the third one. It was fine. Um, but uh, I, I try and see, I saw pretty much every Oscar movie. Um, I, I, I pride myself, a, pride, I pride myself a little bit on, on knowing sports as well as any movies. So I'm, I'm pretty well versed in both. Okay. Yeah, pretty well versed. Yeah, I wasn't sure because it's like, it's one of those things like, man, there's some interesting stories. I love, I love, I mean, you guys have a lot of great stories, but I don't know if I could talk about, you know, whatever uh, the pop stuff is, but right. it, it seems like you're more on the movie I have side. a pretty cursory knowledge of, you know, the the, <laughs> the Ariana Grande's of the world. I'm aware of them. I know <laughs> that she was involved with uh, Pete Davidson, but I couldn't tell you a whole lot more. Actually, I, I guess I know a song or two. But you guys were crushing voice. him on the show recently, like <laughs> Pete Davidson, so the, from Saturday Night Live. I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard, but yeah, like he was... Mm. They're just like he Adams is like oh he has no talent. Like, yeah, Adams he not a, he's not a big fan. I don't have as strong a take on him, but uh, I, I yeah he's not, he's not a huge fan. So um, in that sense, um, what was your take on the Oscars movies? Um, the Oscar movies or the Oscars themselves, like the, the themselves, like the, uh, the the choices. Who won? 
Mm, that's a very complicated question. The Oscars, the, so the, the, the show itself, the Oscars was kind of clunky. I thought it suffered from not having a host. Yeah. Um, speaking of gambling, I got screwed on that one because uh, as soon as they announced, remember they announced that four categories are going to be given out during a commercial. Yeah. Um, as soon as they announced that and there was no host, I went online and made a, uh, a bet uh, that the Oscars would go under three hours and 15 minutes. Cause I'm like, no house, like wow. four cut four. That's a bold move. Well, it wasn't that bold because they're giving away four Oscars during commercials and there's no host. I'm like, that's, a, that's, that's an easy one. <laughs> then they announced they're re-put it. They're putting them back in. I'm like, well, I, I got totally screwed. I lost my bet. Of course, by three minutes, they won three eighteen. Wow. It's, yeah. I have a problem. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, the show itself was kind of clunky. could have used a host. Um, as far as the Oscars themselves, the awards, um, there were of the eight movies nominated, there were a handful that I would have been legitimately upset if they won Best Picture. Green Book was not one of them. It's a fine movie. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay. It's it's not the greatest movie of the year, nowhere near it, but it's fine. I, I have no problem with Green Book. It's good. Um I would have liked to have seen some other movies get a little more attention. The best movie nominated for an Oscar this year was Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I haven't seen that. That's awesome. Everyone it was I talked to said Everyone's it was great. About it's really it. good. Yeah. Way better than Green Book. Wow. Yeah. So, but it wasn't, it. it wasn't even nominated. It won Best Animated Feature, but yeah. it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. But overall, you know, just uh, fine. Not a great year. And there, even there was some outrage, though, right? That that Green Book won. There's some people some that people don't like free, it. Some people freaked out. It, it's it's very it's very soft around the edges. It's not. It doesn't take a lot of chances. It's very by the numbers. Um, it takes a very antiquated view of racism. You know what I mean? It's like the white man gets redemption because of his friendship with the black man. But this is actually how the story went down in real life. So, yeah. you know, it's based they, on a real thing. They didn't yeah. consult the family though. Of- yeah. That, that was some people's problem with it. Yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't particularly care about that. It was a well-told story, um, a good movie, well-acted. I, I didn't have a huge problem with it. Is it going to make me watch? I don't watch a ton of movies. Like we'll watch like stuff at home, but my wife likes to go and I don't go as much. So mm. now we're going to have to go more. Like, pop culture. Relevant see Spider-Man. Night? Spider-Man's sweet. I, I would love to see that. Spider-Man's yeah. still, awesome. Is it still out? I think it's in the theater still. It must be because I think it came out in like December. Okay. It must be. Anyway, track that one down. That, 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 that's my recommendation. Ryan. I'll check it. Yeah. My favorite movie of the year was A Quiet Place. I loved it. So was that really good? It was rad. I loved it. We saw the memes, but I didn't really like it. Oh, it's so good. It's like you feel like you know what's going on because people like reference it all the time. You're like, I haven't seen the movie, but I guess, okay. Yeah, I I loved Quiet Place and I loved, um, no, you're thinking Bird Box. Oh, crap. Bird Box. Similar movie. This one's with um, uh, Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. uh, And it's been out, it came out in April or May or something like that. Um, And my second favorite movie of the year was Eighth Grade. Which is a little movie, it kind of came and went, but it was really good. Did you see it? That was, for me, that was like a Well, you low- were just in eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, like. Last semester. Like, it, like, so my boyfriend saw it first and loved it. And then was like, you should see it. Mm-hmm. I saw it and, like, was way too emotional after the movie. It's it a was, really good movie. It was like a low light. Everything mm-hmm. that was horrible about eighth grade for me as a female mm-hmm. in a movie. Yeah. And I, I was like, I was super uncomfortable more. watching the movie. Yeah. It, it's, it's good. It's really well done. It's good, though. Right. I think Bo Burnham is. Genius. Yeah, it was a well done movie. Um, I liked it a lot. I'm just sort of getting into the like, you know, cutting the cord and like, I think, <laughs> you know, just dude, our generation is like channel flippers and stuff. Just whatever's on, that's right. what you would watch. But it's now more about like, oh, I'm going to watch this show, and we have Hulu, so like, I'll I'll watch. Oh, I haven't seen this mm-hmm. series yet, so it's like, it's not in my brain to like mm-hmm. do that. But like your generation, like that's all you want to do. Like you, you can't even imagine like flipping your through generation. channels. <laughs> well, whatever the millennials. This is Ryan's right, attempt to, to sound young. <laughs> yeah, right. yell, mean, yell at cloud. <laughs> see, but going to college forces you to cut the cord. Like we don't have cable in college. I can like, see that. I mean, like, in my day, we had yeah, obviously cable boxes, but that was late. But 90s, we didn't. So. so like, you try and find anything you can and stream. Yeah, I'm way too over invested in in media now because I have Directv, I have Apple TV, I have all the you know all the subscriptions. I have Hulu just so I could watch the stupid, not stupid. It was actually really good. One of the documentaries nominated for best documentary, um, uh, Minding the Gap. It was really good. Oh. But oh. I, you know, I have to have all these services to see all these movies. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's hard. I don't like the interface as much as the other ones. And there's just like, you no. own a website. I know. It's so weird. <laughs> I'm an old man, you know, you I'm, are. I'm 40. I'm the old man in the room at least. Okay. Mike Gundy. I'm a man. I'm 40. Um, I think he's my age now. Going back to USC. If we want to reel this back. Sure. In, okay. What has been your favorite USC football moment? Oh, wow. I wish I had these questions in advance. <laughs> 
Ooh. We're not very professional. Like we don't. You know. I'm going to go off the board. <laughs> I'm going to go off the board of the very personal selection. Honestly, the, uh, okay. So I'll, I'll go with one, one like what you're. I'll answer your question, but I'll also give another story that's not exactly what you're talking about. Sure. But um, when I when I um, was diagnosed uh, with uh, cancer, uh, it, it was uh, the season before. It was the season that um, USC played at Ohio State. And I missed that road trip. I would have gone because I have a good friend from Columbus, Ohio. I have a lot of friends who were going out there. One of my, my, my I should say my rich friend, uh, was flying out there with a private jet. And wow. I probably would have, would have had an opportunity to go there. Um, but of course I missed it because I was in the, the, it was on my birthday too. And I was looking forward to that because they announced Aww. the schedule for it like four years in advance. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to this. Um, and uh, it didn't happen uh, for obvious reasons. I was, I was, I was doing really, really, poorly physically at the end of my treatment. Um, the next season, the 2010 season, I, uh, I, I went to, I, I forget what game, but let's just say it was the season opener. It was, it was early in the year. I remember it was sunny. I remember it was warm. So it was certainly September. Um, and it was a home game. It might've been the home opener. Um, but I, all I remember is that like, I remember the, like, all I wanted to do was like go back to USC games. You know what I mean? Like it was such a happy time for me being with my friends, uh, you know, my, my new wife and, and I, that this was all taken away from me. I thought I'd never go to another USC game again. And uh, being able to go and just hear the crowd at the Coliseum and the band, it, it still makes me emotional. Like, like, like thinking about just, that's why it's not even about the, it's not even about the game. It's not about the players. It's not about the coaches or the, it's, it's all of it. It's the milieu. It's the, it's yeah. the game day experience. It's being in the Coliseum. It, 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 it was a, a special feeling. And I remember how I felt on that day. It was, it was a very, very, uh, it was very emotional. Um, in terms of actual on the field, I'll, the loudest I ever heard the Coliseum was um, the uh, revenge game against Cal in 2003, three, right? 2003, the home with, game, uh, Aaron Rodgers. With Aaron Rodgers and yeah. the, the fourth down. The four, that was the loudest I ever heard the Coliseum. <laughs> and I remember because my friend uh, John Sadler, his big USC fan, was sitting in front of me and he had gotten drunk because that's back in the USC uh, stadium. The, the Coliseum sold beer and uh, he was passed out in the loudest <laughs> part of the game. <laughs> that is awesome. And I, rem- I, I That's the loudest I ever heard. The second loudest I ever heard it was I was I had I I sat front row row one uh, in 2001 against uh, UCLA um, the 27 nothing game uh, when oh god who was it was it Kevin Arbet who ran back the punt uh, it was a big punt return oh crap I think it was Kevin Arbet it might have been I'm going deep on you here man he was, he was like a six year guy yeah, too. yeah, yeah he yeah. was around a long time I'm gonna say it was Kevin Arbet and I was gonna say it was a punt return and I was gonna say it was first late first quarter early second quarter but it the, 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 it was it was all of that it was Pete Carroll's first season it was you know we it was all of that pent up energy after USC had been bad for you know what felt like so long had been in USC UCLA shadow for what felt like so long granted we had won the last couple of games but we weren't where the program should have been and even though the team was at the time whatever six and five or six and six or whatever they were I think it was six and six so we went seven and six and then seven and seven after the bowl game um, in case anyone doubts I'm a real fan um, the uh, I remember it was just you could feel that pent-up energy of like even though we're seven and six or whatever we were six and six at the time like Things are going in the right direction. This is a team you can root for. Just unlike, granted, our, our record wasn't that much different than it was with Paul Hackett the year before, and we were five and seven. But that was not a team you could be proud of. That was not a well-coached team. That was not a disciplined team. That was not a team that you could like say, "Yeah, USC plays like Trojans." Like the next year, two thousand one, that was not a talented team. That was not a deep roster. There were guys playing out of position. Corey Dickerson was playing tight end. Like yeah. this was the out of like this was a scrape together team. Marcel Almond was, I think, playing defensive back at that point or receiver. Well, he'd be a switch back and forth. Sonny Bird, like running. Yeah, yeah Sonny Bird was, was getting, you know, two and a half yards of carry um, <laughs> on a good day. But that was a team you could be proud of. That was a team that was put that took really good Washington teams and really good Oregon teams to the wire. Like they took them to the fourth quarter and it came down to the last play. Like they won on field goals. And this was a team you could be proud of, even though the casual observer might be like, oh, USC six and six. Like, no, no, this is, this, this team will be good. This is, yeah. a, this is a well-coached team. Uh, um, it I, was I, Antoine, Antoine Simmons, uh, 
interception return for what? a touchdown. No, I remember that, but there was a punt return as well. It went for a touchdown. It was for like a 75-yard punt oh, return. Oh, okay. I guess Antoine Simmons did the behind the leg or between the legs. That was yeah. an amazing interception return. That was one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. You know, the or deflected off of not JJ Stokes. Who was the tall receiver they had? Um, uh, Pauly Dixon. Okay. Brian Pauly Dixon. Brian Pauly. Yeah, okay. it bounced off his hands, and Antoine uh, uh, Simmons um, uh, uh, between his legs yeah. intercepted it. Ran it like ended the first quarter, so it was spectacular. Fourteen nothing. It was spectacular. Yeah. Wow. Um, in case nice. anyone doubts, I'm a real fan. And the uh, the 2010 <laughs> season, so USC started at Hawaii, then they played Virginia at home. That sounds like the game I was probably at. Because then they went at Minnesota, at Washington State. So they were only in, at home once that, that first That is month. probably the Virginia game. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. And we kept our tickets through that whole time, too, our season tickets. So we just had that sort of you know faith that things would work. I mean, that's cool. Like that's, I think that's where some fans get away. They're just so just upset at, I hate Clay Helton. So if something good happens, they get, can't get embrace that it. Get that drop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I hate Clay Hill. <laughs> he's a sound guy. He knows what he's talking right. But yeah. for like someone like, and I, there's, but there's a lot of fans out there, like there's experience like you, like you have something personal in your life that right. like sucked, that's awful, that, that, that no one should have to deal with. And you do, and you get through it and you go and like, I want to go to a football game and I want to hang out at the tailgate and I want to hear the crowd cheer and I want to watch right. a team win or lose. And that's, that's, I think what's a lot of the fans, like, especially in our message boards, the diehard people, they don't, Sometimes they forget that. Like that's this is a release for some people. That's just something you enjoy doing. Yeah, yeah, you're up. You're 100 right. And it wasn't until then, like USC football. Football was a big part of my life. Something I look forward to, like because I loved the game and I loved I, I loved you know, the, the the winning and all that stuff. But then it wasn't until then that I was like, this is this. I recognize now what this really means to me. You know, and it's it's part of my life, not just for what's on the field, but for everything. Well, you know, what it, the memories, you know, yeah. all that stuff. How much, if this is too personal, you can tell me to stop or shut up, but how much did your diagnosis change your mindset about life and going forward? I don't really want to talk about that. Because <laughs> um, that's hard to get that short of a lifespan, right? What, meaning what? Meaning you were told you have like oh. six months to live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Understatement. Um, this is in the book, but uh, maybe this is uh, uh, you know um, a reflection on... Uh, on, on my positive attitude or on my, on my incredible, uh, naive, naivete. But, uh, when I was given the, uh, six month to a year diagnosis, um, I, uh, or prognosis as it were, uh, my, you know, my, my first thought was, you know, holy shit, if I can say shit, um, sure. which I just did twice. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, th- I said, you know, holy shit. Like, and I, I broke out into cold sweat, but then almost as quickly, I just, you know, thought I'm like, well, that's not going to be me. That, that, that's for other people. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, we'll figure out some, you know, way to beat this. Um, and then, thankfully, we did. It didn't make me look foolish, um, but uh, the uh, it it gave me a lot of people say it gives you perspective, and I, I guess it did. But it, but it also made me value the things in my life that were worth valuing. You know what I mean? Like like prioritize. No, not some perspective in a sense, but like oh no, this is what's important. And, and even even you know the the I was I was uh, doing some meditation, some guided meditation when I was going through my you know treatment, and uh, it was for cancer patients specifically. Huh. And the, uh, the 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 woman's voice you know said, "Now I want you to thank your cancer." And I was like, "That's a weird thing to say," but she you know went on to explain like thank you for giving you perspective on what's important and thank you for teaching, you know, what uh, to prioritize things in your life and for serving a purpose. And now it, it may go, you know, I was like, well, that's, that's very poignant as far as powerful. So I thought about that ever since. And uh, yeah, it's given me a little bit of perspective perspective and also, you know, value things that are worth valuing. Brian Bishop, we call him bald Brian, mm-hmm. uh, brianbishop.com. At, we didn't talk about USC football nearly enough. Do you want to talk about yeah. uh, we can th- it's been 45 I'm not, compl- I'm not complaining. It's been like 45 <laughs> minutes or so. You Give said us rapid minutes. fire. What do you want to talk about? We yeah. talk about it so much that we don't know what to talk about. I'm out of ideas. <laughs> Did you have any USC questions? No, you not wanna? really. Not <laughs> what are you expecting for this next season? I'll, I'll quote uh, Apollo Creed and say pain. <laughs> <laughs> are you sort of giving up on it? You're like, eh, no, it's just I not- mean, I mean, I'll just, never, I'll never give up. I think brighter days are ahead. Um, I, I, I was, uh, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to talk. Sh- I'll, I don't want to talk shit about USC football. I'm here to celebrate, you know, yeah. the, the good things. Are you, are you like a urban Meyer guy or you, do you think that USC could hire someone good? If, I, if, if I could- want, <laughs> I went to the, uh, USC, uh, the UCLA game this year. 
I, I promise I, I made Sorry a promise to myself. I made a promise to myself that I would never go back to the Rose Bowl after the 13 to nine game. And I was like, I'm, I'm never coming back. The only way I'm coming back is if I'm flipping the coin. I'm never coming back to this as I exited the stadium. Uh, and uh, I went back this year because a fan of the show reached out uh, and said, Hey, uh, I'm the director of, um, premium seating, i.e. The, bo- the boxes at the Rose oh. Bowl. Uh, we have a box that's not being used. Would you like to use it? I was like, is, par- uh, is parking included? <laughs> and he said, yes. And I said, all right, I'll do it. And um, da- oh, bringing it back to Dave Danishak, who was there with me in the box. He was the, he- now this may be apocryphal to some extent, and he'll yell at me for saying this, but uh, he apparently, according to him, if you listen to Dave, uh, was the guy who brokered the USC UCLA home and home jerseys between Rick Neuheisel and Pete Carroll back wow. when Dave had a Los Angeles uh, sports talk show. On, he was on, on yeah, I forget which was, he, it was 790. Yeah, it might have been 790. ESPN radio. Um, he had them both on his show and it's like, Dave's uh, one of his one of his hilarious bits is that he uh, he's very into uniforms and the aesthetics of uniforms. He's like, there's nothing. Ba-. I'm doing a Dave Damage. Like, there's nothing better than when the USC Trojans and the UCLA Bruins would wear their would wear their home uniforms. It was the blue and the Cardinals glorious. <laughs> like, can we do? And there and Pete Carroll and Drew Newhouse are like, yeah, sure, we'd love to do that. And, That's awesome. And, and so Dave is standing in the booth with me at the UCLA game, screaming to the crowd. Enjoy, enjoy my gift to you. <laughs> That's awesome. You're doing good, Damashek yeah. too. I don't know if you guys heard. Like, so he's kind of. All, all I do is uh, like be as annoying as possible, <laughs> and then go a little farther. <laughs> he's got so growing up in Western Pennsylvania, we had this sort of twang thing, and then I moved to Massachusetts <laughs> to like where you have like the packy cat that kind yeah. of thing. So there's a little. It was more like Kentucky-ish or something, but like Yin's guys, and yeah. you got to go downtown. So. Yeah. He's got some of that, so I kind of got it, that mellowed out. He's got out, a Myron Cope thing going on. Yeah, yeah, Myron, yeah, <laughs> yeah. right? So it's Myron Cope. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> pretty good, man. That's uh, that's good stuff. Yeah, th- you didn't have any other USC topics you wanted to discuss? We don't want to like, you know. I'm trying to think. I know you want to get back on the, you're going, you're going to West LA. Oh, Christ. That's right. There's a, there's a, <laughs> I don't have to worry about people like, where's that? Um, yes, I'm going back. I'm going home to West LA. My wife, her, her parents still live in Westwood. She grew up in Westwood. Oh, wow. Her parents still live there. And she went to USC. She did, in fact. Christy, right? Yeah. Yes, that's right. How dare you use her name on this podcast? <laughs> Um, Man, do you get? Yes. Do you, does she get involved at all? Because like you know, Adam's wife gets involved. Do you get Christy involved a lot? Or? Yeah, I tell a lot of stories. I mean, now that we have you know our daughter Tessa, like it's it's much more entertaining. Than like, oh, here's something crazy that she did or said or whatever, or some yeah. adorable picture, you know, or video. Um, she did Christy. I should actually you know promote it because uh, the USC uh, family likes to support their own. She just started her own podcast. And oh. It's very good. Okay, uh, it's actually about marketing. It's a marketing podcast because she has been in marketing ever since she went to uh, USC for undergrad. Uh, communications and then went to Northwestern for grad school and did integrated marketing uh, and communications there. And she's been doing marketing ever since she does a commercial or a podcast called commercial grade. Uh, and it's a, uh, it's all about the world of advertising commercials. Adver- she's been, she's worked for uh, Jaguar and Lexus and farmer's insurance and um, uh, Apple uh, Mac, you know, uh, the big, big, big accounts. She's, she's, she's made a, quite a career out of uh, advertising uh, and uh, she shares her experiences, interviews people, and uh, does a, what I think is a pretty awesome job. Do you get so. to use the same setup in the kitchen? Like she uses the same <laughs> No, she, uh, she bought all of her, I bought all of her own equipment. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she has her own setup, her own rig. She goes and interviews really? people. Yeah, she does. Uh, okay. She's getting very good at it. So it's not necessarily always in the house, like kind of. Sometimes it is. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it isn't. Yeah. yeah, she's on four episodes so far. I think four or five. Nice. Yeah, I lose count because she does a couple ahead of time. But uh, yeah, check it out. Commercial grade by with uh, Christy Bishop. I think it's quite good. Very nice. All I mean, right, check it out after you check out the film vault. Right, you got to go film vault first. <laughs> we got to check that out. I'm going to tell my wife about that too because <laughs> she's gonna like she. It'll make me go to more movies, so nice. she's gonna listen to that stuff. But follow him on Twitter at Bald Brian B R Y. A and of I'm course. on Instagram too. Same, Paul Brown. Same. Yeah. Oh, I think we're on Instagram friends now. Probably, I think so. yeah. Friends. Instagram. Instagram's hard because know. well, it's hard because unlike Twitter, where you can retweet someone and and you know your followers get exposed to them. There's not the same. I mean, you can get a, a third party app, of course, you know, to do on Instagram, but it's just not the it's not the same sort of you know yeah. spreading the word. It's, it's more, weird for me. Like, I still yeah. have a, like I'm starting to do it more, but it's like Keely's got to help me with things. And uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, he's old. Like Janet, like Janet, my wife will do it more, but I'm like, how do I let people know? Like, this is cool. Like, why can't anyone retweet this? Like, oh, again, you, you started a website. 
Yeah, I know. But this is <laughs> plus, like, there's like an unspoken rule you're supposed to do like it, like one post a day at most, and Ryan does like four a day. Yeah, Instagram. yeah, I do a lot less than that. Really? Yeah. I don't do. Okay, Instagram posts. is all sometimes. Story. No, I'm <laughs> trying to do more stories yeah. now. Okay, good job. If you like adorable two year olds, that's that's pretty much all my Instagram is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. Some people well, do like you're in luck. Some people do like 50 stories. When I see those <laughs> little dashes at yeah, the top, the I'm like, smaller okay, the dash, skip just this. unfollow. Like, <laughs> all right, skip. We'll swipe, figure this out. Swipe. Keely, let me know what's going I'll on. Give you an Instagram right. tutorial. Yeah. So follow him on Twitter yeah. or Instagram if you want to see pictures of Tessa, uh, two and a half years old now, wandering around the house. Trying to think what else. Anything else? You got pre- the, the book is shrinkage, book so is shrinkage. we're gonna check it out. No, I'm uh, trying to think of what else I should uh, show up to Brian's house. He'll, he'll yeah. that's right. Go to West LA and just ask for Brian. I'll be the one at the Trader Joe's uh, just out the Westwood with the USC. Yeah. Uh, I told you I actually have one of these of my own. I bring a USC uh, tro- uh, Trader Joe's shopping bag. I bring it to the just south of Westwood uh, Trader Joe's and nice. get a lot of dirty looks. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, get the book. Walk up to Brian at the Trader Joe's and he'll sign it don't, for you. Don't don't walk yeah. up to me. Do not, do not approach me. I'm a huge celebrity. Make don't sure you shake his me. hand. Say hello. <laughs> well, this worked out well. Like we've wanted to do this. Like get people like, you know, USC ties that are right. kind of in the media. It would have been great to get a better guest for the first one, but I think this is working out all right. You know what? You know? This like, is actually hurtful. I feel like when I make the jokes, it's in good it's in good fun. And when you do it, come from a place of mean spiritedness. <laughs> but we do like really appreciate you coming all the way down here. My pleasure. And, uh, and he was like, you know, I've we I got to get back on the website sometime and post. Yeah, just yeah. check it out. Um, but he, we were texting. He's like, no, in person's better. You know, he does this for a living. So he knows. Like, in person is way better. It's so much cooler. Like if you were on Skype or something, they'd be like, that's nice. But this yeah. is way. And then you're better. like, I'm in, you're like, I'm in Redondo Beach. And I broke a pencil. And a few, it just <laughs> snapped. Like, are yours? <laughs> but here we are. Sorry, are. Matt. Yeah, you came up from. Uh, so Glendale. You, yeah, I came so, from Glendale. So Glendale's where the, the you got the studio. Yeah, the Corolla show. Is yeah. it like in his house or something, or is it like No, it's a, in a warehouse that he, he already owned and he converted it slowly uh, but eventually into a just a recording studio. Nice. Yeah. Come on by sometime. I, I, yeah, I would love to. Check it out. I was talking to Keely. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, I do live in Hollywood. You're much closer. Now he wants me to come up, so so I will drive up there. Yesterday, I drove and spoke at a USC luncheon in Vista, which is, you know. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, from there to Pasadena. And then I had to drive to Pasadena. And I had to stop in the middle, like it said, and I had to charge my car because it was an electric car. And then it was like pain in the ass. Two people texted me your tweet. It was like, does your boss not understand directions? (laughs) So. They were because you you try to go from San Diego to Pasadena in one day and that's intense. No, I I know, but it's just like you say yes to like different events. That's and, true. You know, like Brian like does his regular job and said I'm going to come to Redondo Beach today. <laughs> that's true. This was a bad idea. I was admiring the uh, the lovely uh, panoramic you have at the Coliseum uh, behind me, framed beautiful, and it reminded me of uh, again in case anyone doubts I'm a real fan. Uh, I, I I have that book that you have over there, the USC 50th anniversary, 100 year anniversary book. Oh, right? yeah, is that so. what that is? The, the one all the way to the right, bottom right. Is that a picture book? Yeah, it's, it's like the official history. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, I have uh, that one. I, 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 uh, I knew the guy who, uh, who made the book and uh, he was nice enough. He asked me not to say anything, but I think enough time has passed. He got me one of the high res photographs in the book. The one, uh, I think it's, it's a home game and it's inside the running back huddle and it's Lindale White and Reggie Bush and a whole bunch of, you know, of, of the, of that year's running backs inside this picture, uh, you know, low angle photograph inside the huddle. I had it blown up and put it on a canvas and put it in my bathroom. It's a very, it's it's, it's That's very, awesome. Very cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, very, very DIY, very illegal. But uh, <laughs> speaking, that made me think of, speaking of DIY, when I was poor and a USC fan, uh, I actually, I couldn't afford, of course, an official jersey. That was way off the table. It was, you know, that was $80. Uh, I had to, uh, I made my own jersey. I actually bought a blank Cardinal jersey on eBay, which you could do, you know, for $10 or whatever it was. And I took it to a place on Santa Monica Boulevard in Santa Monica and they screen printed a uh, number three on it. Cause, and this was the piped arm jersey. This is before they transitioned. Yeah. To the right. Right. This would have been 2001, I guess, probably. Yeah. 2000, 2001. Yeah. So I made my own Carson Palmer jersey. A one of a kind, a one off. Cause they didn't, I don't think they had number three. Jerseys. Did you put the name on the back? How dare you? Why would you even ask that question? <laughs> well, I wasn't sure how big of a fan you were. If you knew that. I feel thing. like I've reiterated many times on this podcast. Yeah, I I'm put C. Kidding. Palmer just like he had. I put T. I put K. Johnson. <laughs> you see those walking around. I know. That always, always irks me a little bit. You're like, why? Like, you're, like you're, how big of a fan are you? You're a big enough fan that you got a jersey and you're at the game. Like, you know the names are not on there. I like, love how taboo that is. That's such a USC, like, weird fan thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we're not it's, in agreeing with you uh, that's uh <laughs> it's cool what we're gonna do so it's funny because the usc is renovating the coliseum 
we're we're putting the, we've been saying this for like a couple of months now. We're putting a backdrop here for our tunnel vision show, which you can't see on this mm-hmm. podcast, but behind where Brian and Keeley are sitting, and then this whole wall is going to have like a curtain that'll be the peristyle of the Coliseum, and nice. it should be kind of cool. And we're going to use the, you can see it behind you, the, the tray that my wife actually makes those for her preserve press um, company. But yeah, so that, like, so they oh. print it on wood and stuff, but we're going to use that image. Um, and I'm going to try to fill in the seats oh, with, yeah. uh, with people. Cause there's not, there's not all full, but that's like, it's got the new score. So you needed something that has the new scoreboards on it and not necessarily, you know, but not showing the press box because the press box is going to be completely gone they're going to put that building there so i think that's going to work but yeah there's going to be a whole, yeah, a whole new that, images now because the coliseum's changing you need like a bunch of new images all right well if you're if you want to get rid of a bunch of those you quote me a price all right and then give me a further discount and we'll, we'll talk <laughs> well, that, cool. that's very cool i just noticed that was a trend. i should like so my wife has some usc um like coasters and stuff yeah. that she makes man i should have got her to get some of those what the yeah. hell, man I've, I, i'll tell you what i will bring you some now, to now we're talking to glendale bring so me a bunch i will bring you yeah because i have family members who are big usc fans. yeah yeah i need christmas gifts so if i come to <laughs> Get Glendale. Maybe Keely and I will come to Glendale or something. But I'll bring you some uh, some of the coasters and stuff. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. More than a Trader Joe's sharp. bag. They're, where does where does your wife sell these? Uh, they're in the bookstore, the USA bookstore. Oh, really? Yeah, ah. so you can get them and stuff there. Yeah. Um, My God, the bookstore has changed so much since I was in school. It's it's, it's, it's kind of unique. Night and day. It, most of the stuff like that's you know images printed on like wood keepsakes and stuff. You don't have a lot of that. So oh. it's kind of like its own little niche thing That's in the bookstore. Cool. Yeah, I have to look, I have to go back and look at my phone when I have a door picture of Tessa in, you know, how they have the bins full of pom poms. Oh, oh yeah. She loved she was that. In oh, that. She was into That's that. Fun. She was, she was digging that. Yeah, that <laughs> That's was, pretty that was cool. I love that when, when people have kids and they yeah. just like let them run wild, everything USC, <laughs> but the, like everything. Oh, USC, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I love the little cheerleader in football uniforms. So Those like are, the game, that's, that's the best. Those are pretty cute. The little, yeah. Does Tessa have a cheerleader outfit? Yeah. No, or? actually she has a, a, fr- a good friend of ours, uh, gay bought and bought a USC Jersey and then, uh, like bedazzled it, like put sparkles on it and stuff. Nice. That was very cute. And then put but, the name uh, on the back. Uh, and then put the name on the back, but just put Tessa. In bedazzled. That's right. Put T. Palomalu on the back. <laughs> it was not even number 25. <laughs> I love the, the 33, they put OJ Simpson, like put like, you know, Simpson on the back and like, man, these are just, these yeah, are I don't know weird. where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, thanks awesome. for having me on. This no, is a lot thanks, of fun. Brian. Yeah. Follow him on Twitter at bald Brian. Uh, check out the book shrinkage, the film vault, uh, all the good stuff. And of course, uh, ACS Adam Carolla show. Thanks yes. so much, Brian, for coming on. My pleasure. Uh, fight on. You've been listening to the Peristyle podcast presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store. 